Hi, let's not mention how long it's been (laughs) since I have uploaded a podcast episode. What can I say? There really is no excuse except for the fact that every single week when I was thinking about recording an episode, there was so much I wanted to share that I couldn't speak about quite yet because I wasn't ready to like talk about it or I was waiting until I announced it on another platform, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, um, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry, but here we are and I have a lot to catch you up on. Today's episode, I just want to focus primarily on a few, uh, just two big things in my life lately. I have been eagerly awaiting, openly discussing, um, my coming out journey a little bit, which if you don't follow me on Instagram may sound pretty surprising or maybe not. It might, who knows? I don't care. But uh, I did want to focus mostly on that because it has been at the tip of my tongue these last few months. I've been so eager wanting to talk about so much that has been going on personally for me since honestly, like the start of 2021 and the journey of kind of like how I ended up where I am right now, which I will say is a very happy place and it took a lot to get here. So I'm excited to dive deeper into what's been going on personally in that part of my life. And then I also do need to address some things with my only creators website um, just because shit's been hitting the fan there and I addressed it on Instagram. I'll probably make a YouTube video about it eventually, but this is another platform where I'm able to talk more about what's been going on with that. But before we get started with all of that, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have hit follow or subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you are using to listen to it. Don't forget to leave a five-star review and follow the podcast Instagram, which by the way, so first of all, the podcast Instagram's handle is breaking up podcast, I believe, breaking up underscore podcast. Uh, it only has like 170 followers. Like, it's nothing crazy, but it's a fun place for me to like post anything that goes along with podcast episodes and whatnot. I don't understand why, but someone has been so eager to hack into that Instagram account out of all of my accounts, too. It's the podcast one that I get emails about at 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, text messages with codes, emails from Instagram being like, we're sorry you're having trouble logging in. Someone is literally just nonstop multiple times an hour trying to get into this account, which is so silly because, and I've shared this on the Instagram story, like stop, like good luck because I have, first of all, the two-step authentication. Then I need to approve new uh, devices that anyone tries to log in on. Um, security key if you try to get into my email like it is impossible so please just go to bed so that I can go to bed too uh yeah so I don't understand really why anyone would want that that platform because it's just like I don't know it has 170 followers like what are you really gaining out of trying to hack into that account there's nothing of value on it trust me I mean go follow it but you know what I mean it's just like why would someone try so hard to get that and then I realized that whoever's doing this is from Iraq, which is just very random and further away than I expected because when they tried to, um, I think it, something with trying to get in, I think they sent an email with a code. The email showed that it came from Iraq, which is just very random. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with that, but yeah, there's an Instagram podcast handle if you want to go follow that. That would be much appreciated. But speaking of Instagram, a few weeks ago, 
I finally, um, like, did it, I guess. I was really nervous. I actually recorded myself for a video later on in a few months, but I came out on Instagram a few weeks ago, which was very exciting and nerve-wracking and honestly scarier than I thought it would be. Like leading up to it, I was mostly just excited. There were so many times where I wanted to share it or I would post a story to my close friend's story, wishing I could just share it to like my actual full Instagram story, but because it mentioned my sexuality or something along those terms, I just kept it more private. But I think I was ready for a while, so I didn't expect to feel as nervous as I did the 24 hours leading up to it, but I think it just hit me where I was like, whoa, I'm about to say something and show something in my life that I can't take back, and I'm opening myself up to everyone's opinion about me and this decision, and it's not, I don't know, like I was nervous, but I also wasn't, and I honestly don't track or care about numbers too much on Instagram. Like, they don't mean much to me. I appreciate it and I'm grateful, but it's not about the numbers to me. Anyway, leading up to that day, I think it finally hit me just the actual amount of people that could potentially see the post and how many people that actually was. Because it's a lot to come out to a friend or a family member or a group of people, but then to just do it all at once on a platform it was pretty scary and it wasn't anything that I thought it would be, but I'm really, really glad that I did that and made that decision because the amount of love and support that just overflowed that evening, that week, like to this day, warms my heart. I had people from high school who I haven't spoken to since high school comment or message me and just show their support for me, which meant so much because they know me in a way that is so special and unique. You know, they grew up with me. They've seen me through phases of my life that nobody today really knows about. So to have them still there for me, even if we aren't close today, really means a lot to me. And I appreciate that more than they will ever know. Um, I had family members who I have never spoken to in my life, like extended cousins and whatnot, DM me saying that they support me, which meant so much because if you do follow me on Instagram, um, I did a little Q&A on my story to address more about coming out since I didn't want to make too long of a feed post about it. And there's a lot. It's a complex uh, topic and I wanted to make sure that I shared some details in case anyone had any questions about either how I identify or my own journey or, you know, coming out to family and all of that. I wanted to make sure I addressed some of those key points in this process to help anyone going through something similar or if you're just curious. And honestly, like, I just wanted to be able to share more. So I did mention how coming out to my family did not go as planned, and honestly, it was something that I never, ever expected I would ever do. You know, I realized who I was and my sexuality um, pretty late into my teen years. You know, I think I was a freshman in college when I finally was like, ooh, you definitely aren't straight. <laughs> um, but I didn't accept it until 2016, and it even then, I knew, like, I would never mention anything to my family. They'll never know. I'll keep it to myself. Like, I'll just continue to date guys, and they'll have no idea, and I'll take this to the grave. Even a year ago, in my journal, in, like, June of 2020, I was writing about something that happened to someone in my life, and I can't really get into it, but my mother said something about their sexuality, sexuality and it made them cry. It was really, really hard, and she didn't mean for it to be that way. My mother just speaks before she thinks. 
Um, so it came off in a really awful way. And I was writing about that. And I even wrote in that journal, like, there's now I know I'll never come out to my mother, like, not unless my soulmate is a woman. Like, there's no way I can tell my family. Yeah, fast forward, not even a year later. And I am so, like, well, I'm, I feel like a completely different person, but I was just so happy and eager to share who I was seeing that I ended up telling my mother, telling my brother, my father found out, and it wasn't as scary because I was so happy where I was in my personal life that no matter what they said or did, it wouldn't change how I felt or who I was in that moment, but losing a relationship with my family is something that really worried me because we haven't always had a good relationship and we've made it to a point where I feel like it's healthy and I really appreciate having them so close in my life. So I was worried about losing that and it hasn't been easy. You know, I don't really want to get into it too much, but I do talk about it on my TikTok. It was posted March 13th, I believe, like March or whatever. There's a TikTok about it. And then I do have a saved highlights tab on my Instagram with a little rainbow on it, like um, a boho rainbow and it's a pink a pink little circle highlight, but I've saved the stories. So if you want to know more, I guess just go there because it could have been worse, but it definitely could have been a lot better. And I do come from a Catholic household, childhood, upbringing, all of that. So if you just think about any homophobic thing a Catholic parent could say, it was probably said and it was not easy. Um, but it's been a few months. We're working through it. I can't really say much to my family, but I want them in my life still. It's just a decision that I have to make and, you know, it'll probably get better as the days go on and they learn to accept whatever I'm choosing to do or who I choose to see in my life. It just, it is how it is. So that's a little bit about how my family took it, but I uh, am finally like ready to... uh, talk about it on other platforms and that's why I'm so excited to kind of dedicate this podcast episode to my coming out story because I uh, the only reason I've never really talked about my sexuality online is my family because they couldn't know so I couldn't mention it any place where they could have come across it or anywhere that somebody could have told them about it um, which kind of sucked you know without that I think I definitely would have been out just I would never have been in I think Um, looking back on Instagram in like 2016, I used to post so much about bisexuality and on like bisexuality, like visibility day or just so many things about it. I remember. And then I slowly started kind of becoming more and more private about it. So looking back, it's really interesting because I have all these old tweets or posts where I do talk about it and it's as if I was never hiding it, you know? It was just like, yeah, I'm out, whatever. I like girls and I like guys. Um, It is what it is. And then as my platform started to grow, I think I just became more aware of that and wanted to make this more private. And I started to become more concerned that my parents might see something online and know a part of me that I don't want them to know, pretty much. So that's why I've kept it pretty quiet. It was never because I was like ashamed of it or I didn't want to share it. I definitely have wanted to share this part of me for years. Uh, And and now that my family knows, I can. So that's why I'm recording this. And in June, I'll definitely be making some videos talking about my sexuality and journey and any questions anyone has. I'm just really excited because I have been 
such a fan of so many LGBTQ plus like influencers or YouTubers, Instagrammers, and watching their journey throughout the years. Like I love their content and I think I always envied it a little bit because they were sharing so much online that I wanted to share as well. So it's really great to finally be here and be doing just that. So thank you so much if you continue to support me and are here for me. It means the world. And honestly, it's so great to have so many of my followers respond to my coming out post with like, welcome to the club, or I'm also this or that, or your post inspired me to come out to my brother and all of those examples, because it just really shows how not alone you are, like how there's always so many other people there that get it or understand or are going through similar situations. Uh, So that just meant the world because this year has been so transformative beyond belief for me. Oh my goodness. I don't even know like where to begin with that, but it all started for me personally back in January, maybe like just the fresh off of the new year, like literally 2021 barely started. I had my typical therapy session and we were talking about some relationship matters and I pretty much just blacked out. Like, I don't remember exactly what I said. I don't even know. Like, I didn't plan on it. My therapist I've known since I was 17 years old. I'm almost 26 now. So, oh my God. Wow. So, it's been like nine years. She's watched me grow up and go through so many phases. She knows she knows me better than I know myself at times. So, I really trust what she has to say. And she she's great. She's the best. So, we have this great like relationship that she's known me from like basically an adolescent to now someone in her mid-20s and I I don't know like we were just talking about some relationship stuff in this session and suddenly I just knew it was time and I really needed to share something because I felt like it was like I was on the verge of saying something about it every single week for a while in therapy like I knew it was there and I just I don't know. I just felt like I was so eager to tell her. And so I just remember saying something like, yeah, but part of me also feels like maybe it's not just this one guy that I was talking about in our session. Like part of me like feels like it could just be guys all together because I also have experience with women. And I just like went on this huge tangent about that. Do not remember what I said at all. But I just remember sitting there on the floor in my bedroom after our session ended being like, holy shit, like, I just came out to someone and I don't think I've done that before. Like, sure, my friends know and, like, I'll say very, very gay stuff when I'm drunk or, like, my friends have just always known. I don't think there was ever a moment where I sat anyone down seriously to be like, hey, so listen. Um, Yeah, I think, I don't know, it was just, I've never had that moment before and to have it with my therapist, it was a really big step for me and I was so proud of myself um and I I don't know why I was so afraid to tell her all these years the funniest part is she's like known since I was 18 like let's be real um (laughs) because oh the podcast is just getting all the tea right now but when I was 18 I had like my first experience with a girl and I like told her in therapy about it I was a senior in high school and I just remember telling her like well I definitely know that I'm straight now and I kept saying that every time I was like telling more and more details about this story when I like hooked up with a girl for the first time and I was like yeah like I'm definitely straight like now I know and she 
she saw right through that. So I think she's known since I was like 18. But it's great to finally like be at a place in my life where I'm accepting who I am. And that was the first big step for me is accepting and telling somebody like, you know, there's a part of me that at the time that wondered like, is it just women? Like, what the fuck am I doing wasting time with guys? Because I never am in it, like, in the relationship. I never feel what you're supposed to feel. There's always something missing. I'm always annoyed by whoever I was seeing or there was just nothing, no spark. Like, nada. It was, and I thought everyone felt that way. I really had no idea <laughs> until a few months later because the next big step that occurred for me after coming out to my therapist, I'm pretty sure I did this later that night, was I re-downloaded lesbian dating apps. I typically will go through phases where I'll download a couple, swipe, talk to people, um, and then I'll delete them in a few weeks or a couple months. Like, I don't know. It was just like a phase. Not a phase, but it was just something that I would do occasionally. Um, but as you know, I was kind of seeing my ex and it was just we're in a pandemic things got messy it was weird and I I don't know but after that night when I told my therapist I redownloaded some dating apps I I actually made a Instagram account dedicated to like my sexuality I called it my bi burner it was just like for bisexual like yeah stuff um And I just added, like, all my close friends to it, and it became a really safe space for me to talk about stuff that I couldn't share online, so that helped. And I won't lie, like, almost immediately after downloading these dating apps, like, I matched with someone great. I don't really want to share any of that online too much. I just want to keep it safe and special, but, you know, it's a ripple effect. Everything is connected. Had I not come out to my therapist, I never would have redownloaded these apps. I never would have met someone. I never would be where I am today. Like I had to take all of these necessary steps, baby steps, big steps, milestones, whatever they were to be exactly where I am right now. And I am, I'm like thriving. I'm literally living like heaven on earth right now. I cannot believe where I am in 2021. Never did I see this coming, but it's crazy. Like the early days, I'd say like in February, I had so much pain in my stomach all the time, and I remember telling my friend Bennett before one of my, like, either dinner dates or a FaceTime date with this girl, and I told my friend, like, my stomach hurts, like, God, I don't know what's going on, like, am I nervous? I usually don't get nervous for dates. I never, ever would get nervous for dates with guys, like, so the fact that I had these stomach nerves, I was like, this is so strange, like, I'm usually really confident and like whatever with dates like I don't know what's going on and my friend Bennett was like oh my gosh Michaela those are butterflies I was like what I have never in my life experienced butterflies before and I had no idea until I had them and I was like oh my god this is what you're supposed to feel and I've kind of had those revelations since that moment so many moments where I was like oh my gosh this is how it's supposed to feel this is how I'm supposed to like I don't know it's just so much makes so much more sense now and I'm really happy. So that is kind of how I ended up where I am today. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any potential questions you might have as a listener on this topic that I could address. I think the biggest one is just how do you identify? And to be honest, 
I don't even know. Like, I go back and forth between bi, lesbian, gay. I kind of use them all interchangeably. I always, up until this year, just said I was bisexual because I had only dated men up until that point, and I had both experience, you know, with men and women, so that was really all I figured I could, um, sorry, my, I'm so, like, (laughs) my lights in my room right now are flickering, and it's really scaring me. I don't know why. Okay, anyway, we're going to pretend that they're not. <laughs> um, yeah, I always just said I was bisexual until this year, until meeting this wonderful woman. Now, suddenly, I am like, oh, I might not be as bisexual as I thought I was. But to be honest, like, labels tend to, they just tend to scare me. I don't know. They feel more limiting, limiting for me and kind of confuse me more, you know? Like, I like women, I like guys, but honestly, like, I don't think I like guys as much as I thought I did. I think that was mostly compulsory, like, heterosexuality. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm queer, I'm gay. Whatever you want to call me, I really don't care. I am just, like, dating a woman, so whatever that makes me, I'm good with that. And then the other question that I feel like I get a lot is, like, how did I know or when did I know? that I wasn't straight. And of course, there's like the classic answer of like, oh, I think I've just always known. Um, But looking back, there's so much from my childhood and adolescent and teenage years that click and make sense. And I'm like, oh my God, like, how did I not know? Or that was so gay of me, like, what the heck? And there are times where like my friend will be like, yeah, I was watching this old video of us and you were so gay in it. How did we not know? Or I literally posted a a photo um, on one of my Instagram accounts from a high school dance where I'm like, like kissing a friend at a dance and we're holding each other in a way where it's like very coupley. And I posted that privately online to some close friends with the caption, like, look at how straight I was in high school. (laughs) Because in high school, I still had no idea. It hasn't hit me yet. The moment that it really hit me was my freshman year of college when I discovered Kaylin and Lucy on YouTube and they were this femme couple and I don't I was very sheltered as a kid like I grew up in a Catholic household I went to this private small school like nobody in my high school was really out at that point which I mean 2010 to 2014 isn't that long ago and I feel like we've come so far since then but no one was was really publicly out I didn't know to my knowledge as a teenager, anybody that was gay. So I had nobody to like either look up to or identify similarly to. And I'm sure I knew them. I just was very clueless and whatnot as a kid. And my family and that whole thing just kept me very sheltered and away from any other type of just being exposed to anything beyond what my parents wanted me to be, unfortunately. So when I was a freshman in college and I discovered this femme couple on YouTube, I had never seen a femme lesbian couple before. I only had the stereotypical Hollywood straight actor portrayed couples. Um, yeah, I just didn't even know that femme lesbians were a thing because I just, yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean. Um, you just... You just see the movies where, like, the the tomboy-ish, like, 
which I also don't like the term tomboy, but you just see those movies where it's like that one really athletic, not girly girl gets teased for being a lesbian and whatnot, or it's just portrayed as like mostly just butch lesbians in these movies that aren't LGBT films. So as a kid, I just had no idea that a lesbian could be feminine. And when I saw this couple on YouTube, my first thought was, oh, they look just like me and they like girls and it's okay. And like, I just felt so seen suddenly where I was like, oh my God, like I can like girls because there were definitely times in high school where I didn't know I had a crush on a girl, but looking back, I'm like, oh my God, Michaela, you were in love with her. Um, but I just kept always being like, no, like I just want her to be like my sister or like my aunt or just, I want her to be like my best friend. Like I was so clueless about it. Um, because when that sudden thought would ever cross my mind where I was like, ooh, like you might be in love with her and not like, you might not love her. You might be in love with her or when for a split second, I might want to kiss her or, oh my God, have a dream where I kiss her. Um, I would immediately tell myself like, no, but that can't be because I'm like too girly or because I like, like, you know, there's just so much like compulsory heterosexuality pushed down my, my throat where I just had no idea it would be okay. And I had no idea that girls like me could like girls. So when I saw this on YouTube, I mean, long story short, it was just so comforting and I was obsessed with their videos. Like I watched every single one. I loved it. Just, it opened up this whole world to me. It took me down the rabbit hole of other queer YouTubers. Suddenly I was like binging Shannon and Cami and like Amy Ordman and Allie Hills, like Rose and Rosie. Like it opened up this world of YouTubers and influencers and femme lesbians that I could identify with and understand. And they would do so many videos on how they knew they were gay or coming out or like telling like the very classic ones from back in the day and I would watch them all and it would be so comforting and I just felt so like part of it. Um, so that was just like a really small part of how I knew and when it clicked because obviously like I had those thoughts my whole life but I just shoved them down. I suppressed my sexuality. I thought I could choose guys. I really was torn because I had crushes on guys before and I had zero experience with women up until like my like really, really late years. And even then it was just not a full romantic experience ever. It was just, you know, getting drunk and making out with friends platonically or being like, yeah, I have a girl crush on her, but it's just like a girl crush. Or, um, even whenever someone would ask me like what my type was, I had no idea what to say. I just was like, oh, I don't really have a type with guys. And then whenever somebody would ask if I thought someone was cute or they'd send me a really like, picture like a picture of someone that they thought was hot I would never see it I would never I'd be like oh yeah he's just not my type and then they would follow up with well what's your type and I wouldn't know like I literally had no idea what my type was with guys and I think it's because guys just were not my type altogether and I didn't realize that um and there were so many like more stereotypical things that I have always done that looking back I could be like yeah definitely a little fruity there but at the time I'd be like no, I just love playing softball. Like, I grew up playing softball. There's this, like, stereotype that all bisexuals have a clear phone case, and I've always had a clear phone case. Wore a lot of plaid. Like, I don't know. There's just some things where, looking back, I'll be like, oh, you definitely kind of, like, 
I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's just such a complex thing. And I know they're stereotypes and kind of offensive, too, which is why I don't want to get into it too much. But when it's about me and, like, my own journey, I'm like, girl, you were shining through that closet for so many years having no idea. And it actually is really comforting to me when somebody says that, like, they knew or they called it or they had a feeling about my sexuality because... Yeah, like, these last four or five years, I was basically trying to scream about it. Like, I couldn't blatantly say it, but I was trying to send signals a lot about it. Um, So it feels nice knowing that they were received and that people could see that part of me. And every time I, like, let someone into my inner circle and shared that part of my life, like, one of my social media friends posted a TikTok, like, a year ago about how she thought she was bisexual or how she's a baby bi, and I was able to, like, comment, like, me in 2015, like, it gets better with the bi-colored hearts, and that was a big moment for me to be able to share that part of me with somebody online before I had come out, so it's just really freeing, I guess, to be where I am right now. Like, I feel so like weights have been lifted off my shoulder like I can finally breathe like this is me completely and I am experiencing feeling butterflies for the first time or actually being excited to see someone or just having all these moments where I'm like wow this is how it's supposed to feel and it's so rewarding and beautiful like suddenly I'm like not as depressed as I thought I was you know I like it's great so yeah, I mean, that's a little update, I guess, on hopefully that was pretty clear and concisive and like answered a ton of questions about my journey a little bit and how I got to where I am today and kind of just how I view sexuality because sexuality, like, and I've always said this, like, it is a spectrum and I like, like all things or like all spectrums, it'll change, you know? So, And at the time, I would use that to be like, oh, it's a spectrum, and I identify, like, mostly on the heterosexual side of it, but, you know, that can change from time to time, and that's how I would typically define my sexuality. At the time, I mean, at this time now, I wouldn't identify highly on the heterosexual end of it at all. I'm pretty sure it's, like, a flippin' 180 at this point, Um, but, yeah, that is an update. I am out. I am happy as can be. I'm pretty gay as fuck. Like, (laughs) there are so many things now where I'm like, oh my god, you are so gay. But it feels great. So that's me. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention in this podcast episode is the Only Creators Club. So kind of transitioning topics completely here um, to work. A couple months ago, I launched a website called the Only Creators Club, which is for OnlyFans creators to uh, um, use, utilize, grow, like just help monetize. And it's full of tools, tips. I wanted it to be a safe place where creators could go to talk to each other, get some advice, where I could put some of my videos and blog posts about my tips for OnlyFans and whatnot. And even before I launched it, when I was researching, when I was developing the website, I always knew this was a possibility because you have to use a host site to create a website for the most part. There's Squarespace, WordPress, Wix, and I went through all of their terms and conditions and whatnot. None of them allowed adult content, obviously. And OnlyFans is a pretty fine line because OnlyFans itself and, like, the website that I created does not have adult content on it, but it's about adult content, or it could be, you know? And 
every single social media platform pretty much does not like OnlyFans. You mentioned that you get blocked, banned, deleted. Like they're not friendly with it at all. Even if the content is itself is um, safe for work, they just don't want the OnlyFans link because it links to pornography. And even if it's not, let's say you don't do full nudes, but you still have an OnlyFans link, it's still just as like not okay and could be deleted or you could be banned like it's just so crazy and so I knew from day one this is a possibility but I was like uh, I don't know like a lot of people create websites and I'm not posting porn so it should be fine we'll see I'll, I just need to make it work for a little bit and just see what happens because at the time I was very very I guess like driven to earn as much money as I could because of taxes I start I owed a lot of taxes on April 15th and then I also started paying quarterly taxes, so you add that on, and it was a pretty hefty number, a pretty almost six-figure number, basically, that I didn't want to, like, wipe me dry, so I was very, very determined to try to earn as much money as I could to cover that, um, and it did help, so that was, like, a big reason why, um, at, like, at the time, why I launched it at the time that I did. Obviously, I still wanted it to be everything that I want it to be, but hey, I'm a businesswoman at the end of the day too, and I'm trying to get that coin and make my life what I want it to be, and I think everyone should be doing that. You know, if you have an idea, do it. If you have a talent, like, monetize it. If you got it, monetize it, girl, you know, so go go after it. Anyway, so I knew from day one that was a possibility. I launched the website. It was doing great. I felt so good about it. And then maybe like a month or two months into it, um, I got an email basically just saying that I could no longer pay out what I was earning. I could no longer accept payments, that my website violated their terms underneath like social media and whatnot. So I was like, ah, they got it. Like they got to me. I knew this would happen. It was the OnlyFans. It tipped them off. And basically, I had to stop my website from working because the host site that I chose prevented it from working. So it has been pretty inactive because I'm just unable to update it and no one is able to make payments on it anymore. So I'm just kind of, it was great. Now it's a graveyard, but like, I don't know. I'll probably have to address it in a video soon, but I appreciate everyone that joined and supported me on that journey, and I hope it did help for the time being that it was there, and I did put a lot of work into it, which sucks, and I paid for some graphic designs, but, you know, luckily I was able to earn back what I put into it, and that's really all that I was hoping for, so no regrets, but, I mean, when is there ever going to be a website now that is OnlyFans friendly or like just allows you to talk about it because I just want to like share some tips and have a place for people to come together and ask questions or help each other out like we're not posting what we would post on OnlyFans on it and it's still you know is no longer allowed to be up and running and I got screenshots of handfuls of people being like what's going on like I tried to pay to join and it won't let me so I know that there are people that are still trying to join and it won't let them join which sucks but it is what it is, and I am just glad that I went for it and tried it out. Um, so it sucks, and it's a bummer, but, you know, unfortunately, I knew it was always a possibility, and it just caught up to me. So be careful. Moral of the story is, if you have an OnlyFans, be careful where you promote, because 
besides like Twitter, oh my gosh, I don't even know where you can put your link anymore. It's just becoming such a different platform than it was when I started, unfortunately. And I should make a full something video, podcast episode, something about how different OnlyFans is now than when it first started because I really, I loved it when I first started and there's been a lot that has happened since then and like the new regulations or how you just can't share it anywhere that kind of just makes it a lot more challenging as a creator. So yeah, that's kind of the tea on the website. It's a bummer, but it happens unfortunately and I'm not even surprised at this point because going into it, I knew it could happen and you know, I've been around the block with trying to promote my OnlyFans. I've had it become an issue on YouTube even, which is why I had to remove my OnlyFans link on YouTube videos as well. So it sucks. It really does. But it's all good. You know, the universe is just opening other doors and I was not meant to continue this. So yeah, that's really all I wanted to talk about in today's episode. I definitely feel a little bit out of my element since it has been a while since I've recorded an episode, but there was just so much going on. Like I wanted to record an episode, but I felt like I couldn't say much because I wasn't out yet. Or even now, like there's a lot going on with the house buying process, which if you do not watch my YouTube videos, definitely check it out because I have a, a series going on right now called I'm Buying a House and it's taking you through my journey of finding a home, buying my first home and all of that. And it's about a month out, meaning that like the video that went up yesterday is about something that happened at the beginning of April and now it's the middle of May. So there is a short time delay. And because of that, I feel like I can't even share much on this podcast because currently where I am in the status of this journey is very different than like the video that just went up. So there's just so much where I feel like I want to share with you, but I can't yet. And so it prevented me from recording because I felt like I didn't have much to say, but I'm getting better at it now. And there are some updates that I definitely want to include. And today was a big step with that about my coming out journey and the website. And maybe the next episode, I can talk more about the home buying process because big things are coming, things are happening, like the ball is moving and I'm very excited for this summer because a lot is going to happen. So thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. This platform is completely like not monetized at this point. So it does mean a lot to anyone that is just freely supporting it, including like me putting in, because it's not like I'm putting in the work. Like I am, I'm choosing to spend my time doing this and it is completely just to chat with you. I'm not getting anything out of it beyond that, which I'm okay with, but I do appreciate you being there on the other side listening probably more than you know. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you on a platform, I guess, when I see you. Bye.